0: Stand up. <laughs> the Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. Yes, uh, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will help me deliver this because I believe things are changing for the people of the Ark Fellowship and uh, you are going to see a lot of miracles happening. You are going to see a lot of divine appointments and God's going to be blessing mightily today i really believe god today i want to share this message with you titled you are blessed you are blessed when you came into this world when you were born into this world because sin was already here and because satan your spiritual father was already present When you were born, because we were born in sin. So, God was in our Father, Satan was the spiritual Father. And so, what you hear, what you heard in your spirit, even as little as you were, what you heard in your spirit was the curse. The curse. And for me personally, as I was dealing with this message, that's why I believe when children are born into the world, they cry. The adults rejoice, but the newborn cries. It is a bad place to come into. They cry. You see, for every human, you have an ultimate spiritual father. Is it that God is your father, or the devil is your father? When God is your father, what you hear is the blessing. But we were born into sin, and so what we heard in our spirit was the curse. That's the way God operates. Every time God does something new, he releases the blessing because God blesses. You know, when God created Adam, Adam was in his perfect state. In Genesis chapter 1, He says to us, so God created man in his own image, God's own image. In the image of God, remember, image and likeness. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them. The very first thing the man, man heard from God was, be blessed. Those were the very first words. Man heard from God. The blessing. And you know, that's God's full desire for everyone he has created. To be blessed. The very first words man heard from God. Was the blessing. Be blessed. That's what it says. God blessed them. In other words. Blessed be. The same voice that said. Let there be light. Spoke those words to Adam. Blessed be. Be blessed. And then God says. He said to them. Be fruitful. And multiply god's not changed he is still the same god today god wants you to be fruitful in every area of life and to multiply that's his will remember the bible says god is the same yesterday today and forever and god himself said in his word my covenant will i not break Then I will lie, alter the words that proceed out of my mouth. That's Psalm 89 verse 34. So God's intention, God's original intent hasn't changed. Be blessed. Adam was in his perfect state. So what he heard was, be blessed. And God said to him, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth. Subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves on the earth. In other words, what you desire, that's what's going to happen. What you think and what you desire for the animals, that's what they get. What you want, that's what happens. Have dominion over all of these things. You know, every time there is a new beginning, God repeats himself. He does exactly the same thing you know when the flood came and man said before the flood came god said i can't put up with man anymore the thoughts of his heart is continually evil because there had been a change in man after the sin after Adam's sin in the garden and god said if you can read in in genesis chapter 7 there was a man that god found and god said I have found you Noah, to be righteous before me. Not perfect, like Adam was. Not sinless, but to be righteous before him. And so God said, because of that, you and your kids get in the boat. Noah's Ark. Jesus is our Noah's Ark. Amen? Jesus is our new beginning. There was going to be a new beginning. And when Noah came out of the ark, God repeated the same words that he repeated. He spoke over Adam. He spoke the same words over Noah. And I like to read that in Genesis chapter 9 verse 1. So God blessed Noah. Again, God saying, there is a new beginning here. So I want to bless this righteous one. Just like Adam, I'm going to bless Noah. So God blessed Noah. In other words, God says to Noah, be blessed. You're starting something new. This is new beginning. So I'm starting something new. And he said to Noah, be blessed. Be blessed. That's what he said. God blessed Noah and his sons. They were starting something new. And he said to them, guess what he said? Be fruitful and multiply. Again, the same words, just like he said to Adam. So God hadn't changed. Every time there is a new beginning, God repeats himself. He says the same words. Be blessed, be fruitful, and multiply. That's what he said to them. And if you read further down, God said... The animals will be scared of you. Not to Adam, uh, to Noah. All of them. They will be scared of you. There was another new beginning. And God repeats himself. God found Abraham. This is another new one. This is going to be different. Because from this one new one, there's something that's going to come. The Messiah is going to come and start everything afresh, new. So God found Abraham. You can read in Genesis chapter 12, 1 to 3. And the Lord said to Abraham, get out of your country. This is very important. It's a new system. This is not get into the boat. Get out of your country from your family, and if you're from your father's house. and many of us were born into sin? God said, come out of that place. Come out of that place. Come out from your father's house. A spiritual father. Come out of that place. Say, follow me. I'll show you where I want you to go. Amen? And there will be a new beginning. Are you getting something out of it? Can you understand where I'm going? There's a new beginning. Now, let me tell you this. Whenever, I said on Sunday, whenever you have a teaching priest that's showing you revelation from the word of God, if you listen and you obey, then you spend your days in blessings. That's what it is. God was sharing, sharing with Abraham. Come out from among them. Come to a place where I'll show you. This is your faith. Abraham is going to be righteous. If he obeyed, and just like uh, Noah. And God said, I will make your, your, you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. You shall be a blessing. You're not just blessed you become the blessing amen you are transformed to becoming not just blessed you become the blessing this is what is the blessing what we refer to as the blessing of abraham you then become the blessing because you're already blessed when you got born again that was a new beginning If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creature. That's the new beginning. And what you hear in your spirit is no longer the curse. What you hear in your spirit is the blessing. And God speaking to every one of you here tonight, be blessed. The same voice, the same words that spoke the universe. Into being, He's speaking into your life tonight and saying, be blessed, be fruitful, multiply, take dominion, decide what you want in your life and what you don't want. I give you that authority. Not just animals will be scared of you this time, but demons are afraid of you. Because he tells us in Luke 10 verse 19, behold, I give you the authority to tread on serpents and on scorpions and over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall by enemies hurt you. Nothing, nothing. They will be scared of you because you are the blessed. The curse is gone. We're no longer cursed. It's over. You are the blessed. And because you are the blessed, you are the blessing to everything and everyone around you. You are a blessing. It was a new beginning. You know why? Because sin has been put away. Sin has been put away. That's the only thing that stands between you and the blessing. When you're blessed, sickness doesn't have power over your life. When you're blessed of God, want doesn't have power over your life. Horrible relationships don't have dominion over your life. We just don't know it. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. We haven't risen up in faith enough to believe God and trust God. That this God to whom nothing is impossible, he can take care of us. He can make us strong. Just like Caleb at 80, he was still going to join the Marines. The same God... This same God, who has not changed, is with you. And the greatest thing is, he's in you. I said on Sunday, you can read it, in John 17, verse 22, Jesus said, the glory that you gave me, I have given to them. You carry the same glory, and we just don't believe that. That's why the demons, they're scared of us. Whether you know it or not, they're scared of you. And when you don't act well, they know you're ignorant. And so they don't respect you. But when they know you know it and you come and they just say, Here comes trouble. What are we gonna do now? Just like they said about Jesus. Have you come to destroy us before the time? Jesus wasn't talking to them, but they knew they knew here comes trouble. What is he after now? That's who God has made us in Christ, the blessed want does not have power over our lives every morning when i come in here i'm speaking and we're speaking those that are praying with me we are speaking blessings into your lives we're speaking blessings into your lives and i believe it's going to happen if you don't believe it god will set you aside you can have what you want But I'm speaking blessings, and I'm believing God. God's going to bless our people. We don't. I don't want sickness. I don't want unemployment. I don't want not just you employing, uh, being employed. I'm praying that God makes you the employer. You are the blessed. Amen. You are the blessed. So you employ and pay them because you are a blessing to them. We have to see that. We are the blessed. You see, sin has been put away. That's the only thing that was standing in the way. There is no other thing. If Adam had not sinned, we wouldn't be in this situation of, of want and worry and confusion, thinking about what's gonna happen tomorrow. Adam's tomorrow was like today in his time, before he sinned. He could care less what happened the next day. He was going to be exactly the same way, the same, the way he was that, that very day. He had nothing, nothing to be concerned about. And that's why Jesus said in our time, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden. I'll give you rest. Give me those loads that you think you're carrying. Sin was the only thing that stood in the way. And the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3 verse 13, Christ has redeemed us, not going to. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law the curse of the law is gone we don't have any curse in our lives but the curses we allow maybe by going into sin when you sin you allow sins to stand in the way of your blessing but god has a way to that he says confess your sins first john chapter 1 verse 9 confess your sins get rid of it and he takes that sin out of the way and then you remain the blessed That's the only thing that stands in the way. Christ has redeemed us. Not going to. He has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Because it is written. "Cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree. That's what it tells us. That the blessing of Abraham may come upon us, the Gentiles. The blessing of Abraham... The same blessing that God put upon Abraham, that's what God's calling for me and for you. The same blessing. I want to look at Abraham's life. He was the blessing made him a friend of God. The blessing made him a man. God will not hide anything from that He's doing. God made him wealthy. He had faith. And God blessed him and his children. That's the way it is. He had Abraham's blessing. We have Abraham's blessing. Sin is the only thing that stands in the way. Now listen to these words. In, in in Hebrew chapter 9 verse 26. He then, Jesus, would have had to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now... Once at the end of the ages, he has appeared to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. The Bible tells us in Revelation that Jesus was the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In the mind of God, because God doesn't live in time, He lives outside of time. We know day and night. God doesn't know day and night. God doesn't have a Son set in. He created the Son. So in the mind of God, Jesus was already slain from the foundation of the world for your sake. He was slain from the foundation of the world for your sake. But in our time, at the appointed time, he appeared to fulfill what God already planned and what God had already seen. And in doing that, he put away sin. And sin was the only thing that was standing between us and the blessing. I mean, you can go back to Genesis. God himself was the one that planted the garden. Adam had nothing to do. Can you imagine you standing around and God's walking, planting the garden? Whew, how beautiful you think that garden will be? That God, Adam standing, Adam was already around. What may be watching? He planted the garden and he placed Adam there and he blessed the garden. And Bible says, Jesus is the same yesterday, today and forever the reason that we are not experiencing and I want to experience it is because the Bible says, how can two walk together except they are in agreement? And the way we agree with him is look at his word and believe the word and act on the word. I've been saying it before and I keep saying it. Three things that you need to do. Believe the word in your heart. You need to speak it with your mouth. I pray in tongues a lot. But these days also, I just quote the scriptures over my life, over my family, over the church. I say it over and over again. And believe me, I enjoy it. It's fun. I speak those scriptures over my life. If if I have to tell God, God, I love you, I'll say it a hundred times. That's what David did. Tell his soul, bless the Lord if the soul doesn't want to listen the fifth time, maybe the hundredth time you listen. <laughs> Amen. And join you in blessing the Lord. So, I tell the Lord, I love him because when you say it, your heart responds. That's true. And after a while, God will say to you, I love you, son. And you can hear it. He's, he speaks, right? And you hear it deep inside. Just like I was telling you, when you were born again, the voice of God, blessed. Amen? And you're telling him, God, I love you. And he's listening. And he's like music in his ears. He's listening. That's worship. That's praise. And you keep telling him, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. And then he says back to you, I love you, son. And you continue, oh, I love that. Let's go on with this. Yeah. He goes deep into your spirit. Stays there. We have to believe it. We have to speak it. That's what the Bible tells us. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13. We also have the same spirit of faith as it is written. I believe, therefore I speak. If you're not speaking, you don't believe it. You're just talking. But when you believe it, you speak it boldly. And I'm telling you tonight about the blessing... Amen. The blessing of Abraham is upon your life. In the name of Jesus, you have the blessing of Abraham operating in your life. And because you are not believing it, you're hindering it. The one who is blessed of God does not know want. Amen. And I am determined by the grace of God. We, the our Fellowship will never know want in Jesus' name. My family will never know want in Jesus name. You can speak for your family, okay? That's up to you. We will never know want. Something will always happen. Amen. Because we are the blessed. I'm not going to be looking at the future with dread. God is my future. God can take care of us i am already blessed i am just good it's like what you hear people say you are it's an accident waiting to happen i am a blessing waiting to happen okay (laughs) all right that's where it's going to be i'm already blessed i'm just looking for an opportunity to manifest that's your portion tonight in jesus name that's your portion tonight in the name of jesus god's going to bless you you know why i'm doing this because i want god to do it i've got to see it i believe it with all of my heart and i can speak it thank god i can speak it over your life and i will see it all i need is for you to agree with me because the bible says god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent if he has said he'll do it if he has spoken he'll make his word good and if you speak his word the bible says he washes over his words to perform it he watches over his word so i've got to be speaking and i thank god they got this pulpit i can speak and i will keep speaking the blessings over your life and whether you like it or not he'll come on you knock you over may you never ever recover in jesus name The blessings upon your life. Say with me, I am blessed. I don't want to recover from this blessing. Amen. You're blessed. You're blessed. Sin is the only thing that stands in the way. But Jesus has forever put away sin. And if you allow sin, the the Bible talks about repentance. Confess your sin. That's what the Bible says. Confess your sin to God and he god who is faithful and just will forgive you your sin and cleanse you from all your unrighteousness so when he cleanses you from all your all unrighteousness and you know god cannot lie if he cleanses you from all unrighteousness what unrighteousness you still have you don't have any unrighteousness anymore if you say, you say, have, then it are you or God who is lying. The Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. And when God sees you are righteous, just like Noah, he, he pronounces a blessing over you. Amen. He pronounces a blessing over you. He has put away sin. Now, let's go to uh, Acts chapter 20, verse 28. This is good scripture. He says, this is Paul speaking. Therefore, take heed to yourselves and to all the flock. Among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Pastors, be careful. To shepherd the church of God. Which he purchased... With what? God's own blood. is you were purchased with God's own blood. If you buy something, you give money that's equal to the value of what you're given. Right? Your value to God is... His own blood. That's your value. How can something that God bought with his own blood lack and suffer lack? How can something that God bought with his own blood be sickly You mean God cannot take care of his property that he bought with his own blood? You mean God cannot take care of your children? He purchased you with his own blood. That's your value. You may not see yourself that way, but God didn't ask for your opinion when he put that there. He said he bought you with his own blood. That means you are precious. And when you don't carry yourself that way, you insult him. As if he didn't know what he was doing. Your value is the blood of God. And if you were bought with his blood, you are blessed. There cannot be any curse around you. You have been blessed. The only thing that is separating you from that is your faith. You just don't believe it enough. And I'm asking God, God, I believe. Help my unbelief. But first, I believe it. Amen? And I'm going to be speaking it. I have been bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. Satan, you can't touch me. You remember the New Old Testament? When I see the blood, when I see the blood, Satan says I'm not going there He says, the, 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 you know there are principalities and powers and, and, and little demons and all of that and Satan says hey little demon go attack that man he says, I'm not going I like listening to you but I see the blood there I'm not going if you want to go you go but I'm not going that's your portion in Jesus name you cannot be attacked by the enemy no weapon formed against you will prosper. <laughs> no matter how hard they try. And if God allowed it, <laughs> that's because it's good for you. I was thinking this afternoon. Everything God touches turns gold. Amen? And if God doesn't turn it into gold, he has a purpose for that. Amen? Everything is with a purpose. All things work together for good. Why? Because you are the blessed. Satan wants to lie to you and tell you, well, you know the other time you were mean, the other time you did this, the other time you yelled and uh, you, cur- you cursed somebody out. Well, confess it. But that's not who you are. Amen? You've been born again. You are a new creature. You are a member of the family of the house of God. And the blessing of Abraham is upon your life. How many of you received the Holy Spirit? And pray in tongues. Well, if you received the Holy Spirit, guess what? If you read in Galatians, it says that they might also receive the promise of the Spirit. So if you have received the Holy Spirit... Guess what came along with that? The blessing of Abraham. He's there in your life. That's why I like to encourage people, get filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Get filled with the Holy Spirit. Speak in tongues. Don't listen to all these crazy preachers that tell you that uh, that's then, that's gone. Sometimes I ask people, did you know Mary prayed in tongues? Mary, the mother of Jesus, prayed in tongues. Who do you think you are? is your scripture. If you don't understand, search the scriptures. It's there for you. Why will you neglect a gift that will promote you? Receive the gift. You're Christian, yes. You're born again, but this gift will get you to another place. Mary was already saved, right? But she waited for the day of Pentecost, just with the other 119 people, and some of the brothers of Jesus, uh, they, they were there. They didn't believe but after they saw their brother back from the grave, they said, I guess we misunderstood this fellow. This is God. And they waited. it. They also received the Holy Spirit. I'm glad the gift that they receive, I have today. By the grace of God. By the grace of God. Not better than any other Christian. Whether they speak in tongues or they don't speak in tongues. But this is something... That comes, according to Galatians chapter um, 3, verse 13, 14, that, that they might receive the promise of the Spirit. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles and that they might receive the promise of the spirit in other words when you have the spirit inside of you that's a clear indication you already carry the the blessing of Abraham now through the spirit you can believe God and begin to exercise the words because you speak mysteries when you speak in tongues and God begins to download those blessings into your life amen so Let me share with you that the blessing is already here. The blessing of Abraham is already here for us. Um, The curse is removed. In uh, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and 2. And please take portions of this scripture because, you see, the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Old Testament. It's fulfillment. So, when you read in the Old Testament, what they had was a shadow. That's why we still read the Old Testament. Because the fulfillment of it is for us. That's why the Bible tells us that the prophets of old, they in their heart wanted to experience and hear the words that we're hearing. Jesus told us that. They wanted to see what I'm seeing now. They were not able to. By reason of death. They wanted to hear the words we are sharing now. They they couldn't. So we are blessed people and we should take advantage of it. I wonder when God, tried on the day of judgment, God said you could have done this much, but you only stepped out of the boat. You tried the water a few times and got back in the boat. You didn't step out because you couldn't trust, trust God enough. You know, a lot of things coming to me. You know, he, Jesus was telling us when he says, don't be anxious. Your heavenly father knows that you are in need of these things. Guess one word that he says. He adds to that. Oh, ye of little faith. That's our problem. We just can't trust him enough. He said if you trust him, you won't worry about these things because you know God's going to take care of it. He is a God that will provide more than enough. And that's your portion in Jesus' name. That's your portion. That's according to the word of God. It's our portion. I don't have to worry about the future. You do what you have to do. We come into it. I think we're depending too much on our own abilities. And how much we can do and how much we can run. And so we haven't done what God really wants for us. Let me go to the scripture. He says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you, and overtake you. How many want that? (laughs) Not some. Not some of these blessings, okay? (laughs) I have a little bit, but I lack. No. All of these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. But did God really mean what he's saying? You better believe he did. All of these blessings, if you diligently obey. So the key is to diligently obey God. That's all I need to do. If I diligent, first, I'm a child of God, a child of Abraham. Amen? Now, I diligently obey God. And God says, that's all you need to do, right? If you do that, then all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. They will come upon you and overtake you. Because you obeyed the voice of the Lord your God, all of these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. One of the key obedience—the word for obedience—for us in the New Testament, you know what it is? If you can only believe, that's the key. That's the major part. You can't be saved without believing. Right? That's what's holding us back. That number one. If you would diligently obey. Jesus said, repent and what? Believe the gospel. The good news. Two things. Turn from your old ways, believe the gospel. Believe the good news. That's the commandment. Turn away from that. Believe the gospel. Believe the good news. God loves you. God wants to bless you. God gave his son for you. God wants to have you in his family. God wants to take you to heaven. God wants you to build houses. God, that's what he says. And we'll come into that. Because it's there in the scriptures. We can't overlook those things. My mind stays with them. Because God has already spoken. And God cannot lie. He's not a man that he should lie. So in my mind, I see things changing for the Ark Fellowship. Can I hear an amen from you guys, please? Things are going to change. Things are going to change. The blessing is here. Revival is here. The love of God is here. Desire to serve God is here. The desire to seek God is here. We will have people saved. People filled with the Holy Spirit. No more dullness of spirit. But understanding the things of God. No to and fro. No double mindedness. I speak that in the name of Jesus. Far be it from the ark fellowship. The same goes with sickness and lack. Pain and confusion. And calamities. Because all God is asking for is for his people to believe. He says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray he says he'll forgive he'll heal the land if he can heal the whole of the united states eh, why is it so difficult to heal the heart fellowship who need healing oh yes can i hear an amen god's going to bless us and whether you like it or not you are going to be blessed amen if you don't want it it's too late you're hearing the word you're hearing the word amen so we diligently obey his voice. And God says, these blessings will come upon you and overtake you. You're tr- Basically, you're saying, oh God, I'm blessed. The blessings are, hey, come back your blessing. And, and the blessing says He keeps going because now He's overtake You're swimming in the blessing. Can I hear an amen? You guys are not as excited as I am, but I am. You get there amen god is good can i hear it god is good god is good and the devil is bad all the time but we got him contained we got him contained amen you see, many times we read this scripture, you say, well, if I diligently, and then you tell yourself, sit and say, but you know you're not diligently obeying God. How many feel that in your spirit? You didn't pray this morning. So how can you say you're diligently obeying God? Have you felt that way? Maybe it's just a, a few of us that feel that way. If you will diligently obey the voice of the Lord, Satan will quickly show you, and he's the accuser. He quickly show you something that you have not done. You didn't read your Bible yesterday, and it's been a week now, you never even opened your Bible. Say, how can you claim that blessing? Hello? (laughs) That's what he does. He's the liar. Some minister said, if I want to tell devil something that I know, I said, God, please give me something to say to Satan that will really make him mad and hurt him. And he said, I thought about it. And finally he decided, the best thing to tell him is, he's, he's a liar and the father of lies. Notice, he's the father of lies. So we can identify him, Jesus told us. You're a liar and the father of lies. Amen? So he's always lying to us. Now listen to this. In Philippians chapter 2 verse 13, I'm addressing this part of diligently seeking God, okay? You're here tonight, right? That's what is important. Before God. It tells us this. For it is God. It is who? Who works in you. Both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen? If God doesn't walk in you, you're not going to do. You won't be willing. It is God who walks in you. Say it with me. God is walking in me. You got to say it. God is working in me, both to will and to do. You can't do it by yourself. God has to do it. And God wants to bless you, so he gives you both the power to will and to do for his good pleasure. And you can read that in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 27. He tells us that. He says, and I will put my spirit within them and cause them to walk in my statutes and he will keep my judgments and do them. So that makes you diligent in obedience. Amen? Because Jesus is already in you. And he's not in you just to sit there and have a throne. He's at walk in you. Can I hear an Amen. God is at work in you. So because he's at work in you and he's giving you the power, the will to do his good pleasure, you qualify for the blessings. And if any voice speaks otherwise, that's coming from the accuser. We got to believe God. Amen? When God convicts you, just tell him you're sorry. I did that. Forgive me. And God will forgive. And cleanse you from all unrighteousness. That's part of the diligence in obedience. Amen. Going to church. That's part of it. Reading your Bible. That's part of it. But be led by God. Just because I didn't read my Bible today. Didn't make me unrighteous. That's just the truth. But the enemy wants to lie to us. And tell us we don't qualify for these blessings. Because you haven't done enough. That's a lie. Listen to this, Colossians chapter 2, verse 9. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. In who? In Jesus. And look at what it says. And you are not complete. You are complete in him. In obedience and in everything. You are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and power. Jesus is the head of the accuser. All of those principalities and power, they are under him. And you are in him and you are complete. In the way God sees you, you have complete obedience. Can I hear an amen? You are complete in him. You are diligently seeking him, especially when you know the word and you're speaking the word over your life. I am completing him. The one who is at work in my life, both to will and to do for his good pleasure. You say it with your mouth. You believe it in your heart. That's what Romans chapter 10 tells us. And all these blessings will come after you and overtake you amen we are complete in him we are complete in him i'm gonna close with this uh since my wife is here i'll pick on this but uh <laughs> but uh before i got married i i used to read that scripture that says he who finds a wife finds a good thing right and obtains favor from the Lord. And I was diligent in finding, okay? <laughs> I told you how I used to go to a prayer meeting. And I only had one prayer request. I need a wife. I <laughs> said, so Brother Goodluck, what's your, what's your prayer request this week? I need a wife. <laughs> I'm sure after a while they thought, he must be a desperate man. In fact, one little girl was saying... It's Uncle Goodluck, okay? (laughs) Uncle Goodluck, is she okay? That little girl is a doctor now. So that was some time back. Um, He said, what's the matter? He says, I don't know. Is is he all right? But my trouble was I needed a wife. But as soon as I found a wife who got married, I knelt down and said, God, I've done my part. (laughs) Where is the fever? He who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor. And so I was asking God, I need my favor. Amen. Because I've done my part. I found a wife. Now it's my favor time. Amen. I have favor. I can see the favor in my children. Amen. I can see that. See, God cannot lie. Amen. His word is always true. Go to God's word. I am complete in Christ. So I want the blessings to knock me over. Amen. Let them come over. Overtake my life. Stand up tonight. Stand up tonight. It's one thing to hear the word. The reason why we don't get excited is we don't don't do uh, what we use the crude term practice practice we don't do go and do these things take those scriptures and begin to say them don't remember the bible says from the days of john the baptist until now the kingdom of god suffers violence and the violent ones take it by force that doesn't mean you have to fight with god but the thing is to say it and make sure you hear it okay Say those words and make sure your your ears and your heart hearing those words. Over and over again. And that's what the Bible says. Joshua 1 verse 8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you must meditate in it day and night. That's the way you are able to do what is written in it. And that's the way you will make your, your way prosperous. And then you have good success. We have to see it. Whether in form of prayer or confession, call it whatever you want. But it has to come out of your mouth and your ears have to hear it. And your heart will receive it. Amen. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. You have things to say to the Lord tonight. Tell Him you believe. Tell Him you believe you're righteous because of the blood of Jesus. You've been bought. The price is great. The price is great. You cor- are born of, not of corruptible seed. The price was great. And you are precious to God. No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, you are precious to God. And God wants to both deliver you, make you strong... When God says, above all nations, what he's saying in your field, you should be known. And whatever you're doing, you will be known because of what God is doing in your life. When he says, the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Personally, whatever you're doing, God makes you known in what you do. And gives you special favor. Amen. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. Lord, I know that your word will never return to you void. Lord, let those words go deep into our spirits. Let us see you in your words, oh God. Give us the grace to trust in your words and to act in your word so that we might see the full manifestations of your grace through your word by faith in our hearts and in our lives. Your people are blessed. You have blessed them. Your word says there is no enchantment against Jacob. And they are Isaac, children of promise tonight. Thank you for the blessings. Thank you for the blessing. The blessing of Abraham. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Please greet one another and uh, welcome our guests as well. Thank you.